Hi, I'm Carla Wainwright. And I'm Little Leah. And welcome to the Radical Sex Witches podcast, where we explore the themes of sexuality, feminism, consciousness, love, healing, ritual, magic, and all things witchy and wonderful. Hello, all you saucy sorceresses, and welcome to another episode of the Radical Sex Witches. I'm Little Leah, and with me, as always, is Carla Wainwright. Hi, Carla. Hey, Leah. How are you doing today? Oh, you know, slowly getting over the fact that summer is creeping away from us. But I mean, while there is that sad feeling, we have something very huge to celebrate. And that's the fact that we have over 5,000 downloads. So thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. You know, this seeing those numbers gives me so much pleasure. And um, yeah, I'm so grateful to each and every one of you for listening and sharing this podcast. We hear from a lot of you that you're sharing it with your friends, your sisters, your mother-in-law. And um, yeah, thank you for helping make this such a success. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And you know what, today we're bringing another great topic that is fun your inner oracle, which is all about listening to your highest guidance and learning to get clear on this inner voice is really important and something that many of us have to learn along the way, because it's not something that's really taught to us unless, you know, we have a radical parental figure in our lives or, you know, the cosmos fucking semi truck coming down that freeway and just, you know, making us learn the lesson. (laughs) Yeah. I think most of us actually come to this uh, realization of really listening to that voice inside later in life. I think there's some young people and there might be some listeners who, you know, were taught that um, and had that experience to really grow up with that inner knowing. But I know, at least for me, I I definitely had to to hone my skills as I got older and more experienced to be able to do that for sure. Yeah, for sure. Something that um, comes with age. I've always been very in tune with my intuition for many years, but you, as you get older, you kind of learn like, this is a yes, this feeling is for me. No, this feeling is from Mm -hmm. someone else and so on and so forth. Um, So why don't you tell our listeners, where's the word, where does the word Oracle come from? Yeah. So the word Oracle is uh, a word that comes from ancient Greece and it had a couple of meanings. It could mean a shrine that was created uh, to consecrate and worship um, and like to consult a deity. Uh, so many people have heard of the, the Oracle of Delphi. Um, oracle could also mean an actual person, like a priestess. And actually in ancient Greece, an oracle was often a woman, a priestess. And if you wanted to get some information from a deity, you use the priestess as the medium to have the deity speak through. So um, that was also an oracle. And so, you know, people had a question and it was often people, of course, in the upper classes, but not not always. Uh, that you needed a, an answer to, you know, if you had an indecisive moment or a big decision or something, you would head to the Oracle and you would ask them uh, for their insight. Maybe they would like, you know, slay something open and read their entrails as well. That seemed to be <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the tea leaves. I want to see what your intestines say. Yeah. And, you know, actually as a kid, like I was super into Asterix when I was a kid and I definitely remember, uh, at least one of the stories where they go and consult an Oracle, or maybe it was Julius Caesar or something like that. And, and, you know, I think that even though the the idea of an Oracle seems something historical and old, it's definitely still within our consciousness. Um, You know, I'm sure Leah, you remember the Oracle in the movie, the matrix and the important role that she played. And so there's still, you know, there's still a little bit of a fascination with who, 
who is an oracle and what does that oracle have to say? And additionally, too, we've got oracle cards, which are different from tarot cards. And depending on the deck, they have like they each have different types of meanings. There's animal oracles, love, angels, this, that and the other thing. So they are very predominant in society still. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And like so many things in the whole witchy world, um, becoming more and more so all the time, which is really great. Yeah, I actually saw to not to digress, but like I saw a Facebook groups commercial on TV and I nearly shit my pants because it was all these all these millennials, but they were all doing woo woo stuff like the stuff that we talk about. And they made a whole bloody commercial out of it. I nearly spat my water out across the table last night when I saw that. (laughs) Anyone knows what I'm talking about. Please chime in at any time. (laughs) But I digress. We tend to think of an oracle as something or someone outside of us, but the reality is that we have the one who is wise right inside of ourselves. We have a powerful source of wisdom right inside of our bodies. And you know what? Three guesses. Carla is going to give us this answer of where the most powerful oracle inside of us lives. Well, I think probably, you know, and our listeners probably know what I'm going to say. So the most powerful oracle lives inside our pussy or our cunt, as we affectionately like to call her. And, you know, we we talk about listening to our intuition and our hearts and our gut. But the reality is, is that you're it is really the inner knowing within your cunt that connects us with our feminine genius. And And just because she resides in our sex, it doesn't mean that it's always about sex. But even though, like, of course, the the intuition and inner knowing is supremely wise there, the specific thing about our sexual center is that it is the home of our knowing about our creativity, our well-being, our pleasure, and the meaning that we give to all of these things in our lives. And that is what uniquely comes from this part of our bodies. And this is why your inner oracle as your sexual organs is so incredibly powerful. That's weird. I mean, I'm not surprised with the answers that you find and come up with, but when I, (laughs) when I think of my intuition, like, and my spidey senses are tingling, so to speak, like my third eye, that's where I feel it right Mm -hmm. there or kind of in my gut, but never once has I been like, Oh, my vajij is a jingling. Like, (laughs) and I mean, unless it's a hot guy walking past me and then it's just fucking slip and slide, but that's a different show. So is it though? (laughs) Isn't it this one of the same for us, but I mean, we're always, we're always talking about vaginas. You know, I'm still waiting for someone to be like, I have listened to five months of your show and you have quoted the word vagina, pussy or cunt. 752 times. <laughs> well, if anyone wants to do that, we will give you some kind of oh, special prize. Will we ever give you something if you can prove it to us for sure. But again, digressing, like back to that fact, like I feel it in my, my intuition in my third eye yeah. and my gut. And I've never actually thought like, you know, I've got a tingly vagina that's like, you know, Charlie's in the bushes. Something's in the bushes. Yeah, you're, Maybe you're not the mighty sense in your pussy. Um, I think that's really typical. And so it's so interesting. So I know I've talked before about like the three feminine energy centers. So you have, you know, your womb, your sexual organs, you have uh, your heart and you have your third eye. So I think it's really um, very much the experience for many of us to have that third eye, that expansive uh, seeing capacity that comes from comes from that area. And then, of course, I think, you know, regardless of your gender, our gut 
they're calling it now the second brain. There's so much that they're learning about our gut and its effect on our nervous system and how it's able to process information. So I think that's also like really powerful. Um, and the information that you really take in from your gut instinct uh, is supremely wise also. It's just that the information and the intuition that comes from our sexual organs has it's like, it has like a different flavor to it because it has this capacity. <laughs> yeah, I know you're laughing. That's not really what I went to say, but anyway. Oh, immature me over here. <laughs> Your vagina has a different flavor. Continue. Yeah, she does. <laughs> and in addition to <laughs> that flavor. <laughs> I just snort laughed. <laughs> you know, it's it this, um, the power of our creative center and our pleasure center and the wisdom that comes from that has its own unique um, spin, if we want to call it that. And so when we learn how to really discern the, the Oracle that's within that part of our bodies, it's like, it gives you another layer of information. It doesn't mean that you discount the third eye or your gut or anything that is all really, really important, but it gives you another, um, way to filter in information and make decisions that actually may be more in alignment with whatever it is you're choosing to do at that time. So, you know, talking about this today is to just really introduce the idea of letting your, your cunt be your Oracle and, starting to hone in on the the power of that and become more and more skilled at doing that too. Don't look behind the curtain. I just think of the wizard of Oz. When <laughs> <laughs> the Oracle behind the curtain. Okay. So what is a vaginal photometer? Like, am I getting out a hand mirror and taking a <laughs> selfie or what? Yeah. With a little disco ball, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it drops out. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're just off the deep end today. I love it. <laughs> that would be really fun. Um, it is not that. So a vaginal photometer uh, uses light waves. It measures the pulsations in the human vagina. And so the reason this is interesting is that it has a different vibration or pulsation to your heart and your 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 um, circulatory circulatory system. So what's interesting is. When do you think that uh, the pulse of your vagina would increase in intensity and speed? Sex or masturbation. Yes. So childbirth. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, the loudest one. <laughs> so, yeah. So like, absolutely. Sexual arousal um, can, or orgasm can really uh, in, increase the intensity and speed, but it also goes up when you're emotionally moved, inspired and feeling really passionate about something. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that wild? <laughs> it is wild. Uh, I'm going to be walking around next week and like, I'll be like, oh, look at that. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and I get all red in the face and I got to leave a situation. Like <laughs> if any of that happens to any of you listeners out there, we always want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell us. <laughs> and pleasure's connection to confidence. Yeah. So this is like the whole neurofeedback loop that's in our bodies. So when we experience pleasure and whether it's sexual or, you know, another kind of pleasure, um, your pelvic nerve sends off signals, which then uh, of course then moves into your um, spinal cord and your spinal cord then it goes up to the brain and then dopamine is released. And so we all know dopamine is like what makes us feel really, really good. 
And when we release dopamine, then it, it, it really also then begins to amplify our confidence. So there's this really beautiful connection that when we're, when we're having more pleasure, not only do we experience pleasure for pleasure's sake, but we also actually boost our confidence, which is, um, yeah, something that I think a lot of us as women could certainly use a whole lot more of. So another good reason for pleasure. Agreed. Absolutely. Um, and it's home of your sacred yes and sacred no. So what's the difference, first of all, between a regular yes and no and a sacred yes or no? I want, <laughs> please enlighten me as always. Yeah, that's probably a little bit of my languaging. And I know there's other people who use that language too. So I guess you could, you know, whether you resonate with the word sacred or not, it's really about your, you know, a deeply aligned yes and no, a deeply truthful, embodied, fuck yes, fuck no you know, we, we could <laughs> replace sacred with fuck, which, you know, why not? <laughs> fuck yeah. Yeah. So it's like, really like, is this a full, full embodied? Yes. Is it a full embodied? No. And so um, that's another one of the powers of your, your Oracle um, in your sexual organs is really getting through the, your capacity for pleasure. Is this like a fuck yes, or is it a fuck no? And um beginning to attune and listen to that can be really, really um, powerful and really help you get so much more clarity. And then also through that clarity, help you take more inspired action in your life to be aligned with the things that are really serving you that are like the yeses, more yeses and fewer no's. Right. So how do we really listen to this? And how do we know we're not just hearing voices that we think our cunts are talking or maybe have an STD? something's wrong. Something is wrong. Danger, danger. Well, if you feel like something is wrong, then you should attend to that. (laughs) No early intervention is always a good idea. (laughs) Condoms. No, but for real though, how do we really listen and decide like, yes, this is true. Is it just true to me? Am I making this shit up or it is really fucking true? Yeah. So this, this speaks to the whole uh, experience of intuitive guidance. So whether it's your third eye or it's your heart or your solar plexus, um, your gut or your pussy. So, you know, because so many of us have not, um, been really guided in this way and, and have also, we're not like in our society really, um, we're really taught that the mind is king or queen or supreme and everything else is secondary. And so, you know, you have to think it and rationalize it and therefore that is the right answer. And so we aren't really given a lot of a positive feedback to really listen to our gut, our gut instinct or our pussy instinct, whatever we want to call it. So because of that, we tend to doubt ourselves. We tend to second guess ourselves. We have what's called the inner critic who comes in and says, you know, all of the shaming things and all the pieces while we're wrong, why we're garbage, et cetera, et cetera. And because that often becomes a dominant way of thinking, it's like the first thing that comes up. And um, we can often second guess ourselves because we're so used to that negative voice or, or really questioning and doubting our intuition because it hasn't really been celebrated in the way that it should be celebrated. So how we really listen is to a, give ourselves the space to actually take the time to listen. B, give ourselves the space and the compassion to make mistakes and fuck it up because that's okay. That's the only way we're going to learn. And then to practice. So, you know, one of one of the practices um, that I find really useful for like a yes, no um, 
practice is to start with things that are easy, like start with things that you know are yeses in your life. And then, you know, drop in, breathe and notice what you're feeling in your cunt. Like, what are you feeling? Are you feeling any pleasurable sensations? Are you feeling tingling? Are you feeling a change in temperature? What does it feel like? And and if you start with the things that you know, that are actually like really empowered yeses for you, you start to attune into that felt sense of knowing, then you can do the same thing with all the no's. And with the nose, you're going to get a different sensation. And so as you begin to practice this, um, it will start to become like more and more ingrained in your nervous system physiology. And it becomes easier and easier to do in moments where you're having to kind of make that split second decision or, you know, you aren't really sure because you've gotten really comfortable in a deeper knowing of like what feels like yes and what feels like no. I think a lot of this also falls into the realm of empaths and myself, I am probably a super empath. I've put a lot of thought into this and, you know, as an empath, you pick up on other people's energy. And for myself, like I'll be walking and skipping through the day, feeling fucking great. And then all of a sudden for absolutely no reason, I'll feel miserable and think about something very horrible and specific. And I've had to tap into my own intuition. It's a practice that I've learned that, um, you know, I've had to ask myself, is this me that's feeling this? And, you know, that feeling of the inner Oracle being like, yes, if it is me, the feelings intensify. If it's not me, is this not me? The feelings in myself go away. So I can see how like this yes, no practice can definitely benefit um, empaths, like probably hugely. Yeah, I agree completely. I think this yes, no practice has so much applicability. And there's so many interweaving layers in terms of you know, being an empath, using your intuition, following that inner knowing all of these pieces. And so um, a yes, no practice in a space that feels safe, and that you can really actually begin to discern in a in a way that feels clear to you, the more you do it, the easier it gets to do like in a moment, like you're saying where you get overcome by some wave of like, whatever, and it's like, whoa, whoa, wait a second, is this mine? Is it not mine? And then, you know, then you can take the right action because you have that clarity versus, oh my God, I'm so fucked up. Why am I having this feeling? I'm taking everything on. And you start to go down that spiral and it just doesn't get you anywhere because, you know, you just haven't allowed yourself to get that clarity between yes and no. Yeah. It's something that's a, something that I've tuned into a lot within the last like year or so since the pandemic is hit, because there's so many energies out there in the world <laughs> and I pick up on everything. And, you know, I like, how long have I not like, have I been riding those shit waves, so to speak before finding these practices? So mm-hmm. it's super beneficial. It's given me a lot of answers. I'm like, Oh, this really isn't me. Well, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and when you get start to get even clearer about that and, you know, you, you actually feel like, right, I was right. That releases the dopamine that increases your confidence. You're more likely to really listen to that. Yes. The next time. So it's, you know, there's so many benefits and chain reactions that happen that really support you to listen to that inner Oracle. Um, And you have a great quote here from Kate Blanchett from 2017, where she was talking to Stephen Colbert. Do you want to let the listeners know about that. I will. And so I just also have to admit that Kate Blanchett's one of my huge girl crushes. I just love her so much. Kate, we know you're listening. So (laughs) all of Carla's socials are in the show notes. Maybe date you as well. (laughs) 
Oh, I'm blushing. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, in this interview uh, with Stephen Colbert, they were talking about a Broadway play that she was starring at the time called The Present. And she explained that the main question in the play that the play is really asking is, are you, um, as you move forward in your life, what's your moral compass? Where does kindness and humanity sit in a really brutal world? And so Colbert then asked her where she found her own moral compass. Like, where did it sit? And Blanchett immediately responded, in my vagina. Oh, my God. I need to go and find that clip. Yes. I I, you know what? We'll it. link it in the show notes if we can find it. I mean, you know, now it's like I love her even more. No kidding. That's <laughs> pretty amazing. Yeah. Like, how, talk about radical right on, you know, network TV. I don't know what, I, what channel Stephen Colbert is on, but whatever. Yeah. That listeners need to hear more of that. I agree. I agree. Well, it's about that time that we wrap things up. But before we go, we have a very interactive episode coming up. We're putting together our first listener contribution episode called My First Time. And it's going to be a compilation of your cherry popping experiences. So we want to hear from you. Please write to us with your story with all the juicy body fluid and awkward details and we'll do our best to include you your paradise by the dashboard <laughs> light tail <laughs> i've never heard that in our special episode submissions though are going to be due by halloween um you can email us at radicalsexwitches at gmail.com or you can find all of our contact details in the show notes i really 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 want you guys to participate in this we don't have to include your names yeah, can be totally anonymous. And um, I also, I cannot wait to read your stories. And of course, Leah and I will share our stories too. And the Paradise by the Dashboard Light, that was, I just threw that in. I don't know if that was a thing, but I was thinking about meatloaf. <laughs> and that's long. <laughs> and I will do anything for love. Fuck off. That hurts. That was it? <laughs> Okay, before we totally go batshit crazy, that's another episode of the Radical Sex Witches. I'm little Leah. And I'm Carla. We are the Radical Sex Witches, and we will see you next time. Are you curious about how to liberate your inner witch and experience more pleasure, turn on, and a deeper connection to life? Head over to EmbracingShaktiTemple.com to learn how you can shed old limiting expectations, beliefs, and patterns, and finally let yourself be guided by your inner feminine wisdom and magic.